Thanks for having us. Uh, how are you guys? How have you been doing? How's everything being at home? Yami, go ahead. Uh, oh, good. Actually, just keeping myself busy with work. Um, uh, staying good. at home mostly, actually, and just, you know, uh, uh, yeah, just chilling right now, hoping this whole pandemic ends soon. How about you, what Marika? About you, how are you? Um, doing okay, doing okay. Uh, I don't know, Yami, if they mentioned this, but I came home in the maybe middle of the pandemic last year from teaching English in Spain. So I'm actually doing um, good because I've more or less um, readjusted the life back here. Um, it's long, it feels long, but it's nice to be on the same boat as everyone, you know, to be able to share this whole languishing period with everyone. So yeah, doing well, given the circumstances. I'm not sure if you're able to read that, Yami, but it was all over like social media. I saw. Yeah, talking about languishing. And I think that's how everyone has been feeling. I think everyone is saying it's burnout and burnt out. But I think, yeah, languishing is the more appropriate term. Because we're not really doing anything since we're just at home. So it's in between, I think what it said was like, it's in between um, being depressed, but also being fulfilled. So you're just kind of... So I was wondering if how that has taken form for you guys. Because I know you're both very busy um, in your respective jobs and in your other pursuits. So how has like, that languishing thing taken form for you? Marika, go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but sometimes the days, um, they're all kind of just masked up together. Like if there weren't a very specific event that happened, which is, you know, it can be usually video calls with friends, right? Um, those are my time markers now because every other day, like, I mean, for the weekdays, for example, it's, you know, set schedule, at least for me. For work, so you know the days go by, and it feels like you know maybe sometimes it's a it's a, like a fever dream where it's like, um, did this all happen or like the same thing just keeps happening and happening? So how am I able to um to pinpoint like you know what day is it? Like for for me, for example, it's May. Like it's it's such a weird thing that it's already May right now. So. So yeah, I think it comes in that form where, you know, some days some days feel the same, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But of course, it's just less eventful. Yeah. For me, um, I think it's just really, you know, it's, I think it's really difficult to find motivation nowadays uh, to become, you know, to just become better every day. Just because, you know, um, when you guys mentioning that, uh, it's not as eventful. I don't get to see friends, family, not as much. You know what I mean? So, and work is more difficult nowadays, especially in my field. Because 
uh, we're in real estate, so it's really hard to like visit the sites and you know, parang it's just hard to find motivation for me right now. I think that's really you know bothering me. I think that's what's been bothering me a lot this past um, few months. It's just trying to find the motivation to get up because yeah, Mariko was mentioning that some like Saturdays and Sundays don't even feel like weekends anymore. Like they're all just the same. The days are just all the same. So yeah, I mean there are a lot of things to do, naman, but you know it's just you know um, becomes repetitive, naden on some days. So yeah, that's how it's been feeling for me right now. Yeah. I don't know if you guys felt this, though, but then I actually felt like relieved to read about the languishing thing because in a way it kind of validated how I felt because I thought maybe it's just me. It seems like everybody's doing okay. I'm the only one that's not motivated, that's feeling burnt out even if I'm not doing anything. But at the same time, it was really great because it was great to see that everybody could kind of resonate with it and that people were open and sharing their experiences because you also realize that what you're going through is normal. And I think it brings to like the consciousness of more people. Like we all have our own mental health issues and our own mental health struggles. So I was wondering if you guys could tell us a little bit more about your mental health um, challenges maybe, um, whether in the pandemic or before the pandemic. Because I think again, like now that we talk about our challenges more, it, it makes it more normal for everyone and people become more accepted. So maybe you can share a little bit more about this. Um, challenges. I feel like mental health itself is a challenge. <laughs> um, but trying to answer your question, no. Um, I think maybe now it's a bit more special. Like there, there. I feel like there. Even even if, for example, both Yami and I have been, you know, like we we've been on our mental health journey for a while. Um there's definitely a difference with the pandemic, especially because it has its own special set of um, mental health challenges, like in itself. No. Um, but I guess for me, like a general, a general challenge that I've felt in my mental health journey is um, you can always talk about very surface level things like I do feel like our generation and this this time um it's very easy to be open like you know like for example one thing that people do is like Instagram posts like and then you share it to your stories like very and stuff like mental health stuff or like motivational quotes or parang you know like no bad days mga ganun. Um, I feel that that's very surface level, which is still good. It's, it's still a good thing, like surface level in the sense that you're able to share a small piece of you with anyone and everyone. Like if I post my Instagram stories, I, I don't really like care who sees it. It's, I just know that I have followers or a few people who will see my story. Um, That's fine. Um, But then again, because like it's nice that everyone is able to share at that level you know, um, but at the same time, as someone who really tends to struggle with my mental health, or at least there can be dips in a sense, um, it's a bit hard to have to go to deeper layers, especially with even with trusted ones, even with loved ones, because sometimes it's just, it's not like you always say what's 100% on your mind you know you're still gonna keep some details some like if you're overthinking about a certain facet of your situation or if you have like these irrational thoughts 
na ba? That's not something you're just going to say, right? Like to your friends or to your family, to your loved ones. Um, so I think one challenge for me is being able to really share like the deepest um, aspects of when I'm going through, you know, a struggle with my mental health. Like obviously it's nice to be like, hey, how are you with a friend? And they get to answer you honestly. You get to answer them honestly. But, you know, sometimes you just keep it until a certain layer depending on who you're on who you're speaking to because you know like you don't know if they have the capacity to take it right and you also are like trying to uh, you know seem like you still have it together even if you've established that yeah, I'm not doing so well but parang not doing so well but kaya naman like fight lang you know that kind of thing so that's that's my personal um, first thought for your question, George. I don't know about me, like Yami, for example. Um, for me, the most uh, mental health challenge right now that's really um, bothering me as a person is I think it's just being away from people just because of the pandemic. If we're just talking about the most recent events, no, parang wala, parang ang hirap kasi to, for me as a person, I, I really enjoy being around people, whether it be family, friends, um, doing activities that would usually help me get through my my difficult times. Um, you know, maybe like, uh, give you an example, siguro ako, I, I really like um, uh, spending time with my family, for example, pag Sunday lunches, you know, and so we don't have that right now because we're in different households and that's one of the things that really helps me you know cope with you know, like I was telling you about I, I think I told you guys about that no, 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 when we had our first kind of Zoom na, um, one of the things that really helps me is uh, the activities that I love which is you know, spending time with family, friends going out uh, doing sport, uh, playing sports, exercising. I mean, I still get to do those things, but not as how I would be able to pre-pandemic. So I think that's one of the challenges for me talaga is really being stuck at home because I'm also a, an extrovert talaga. So it's really, you know, it's really different. It's been really different for me this these past few months, um, just trying to adjust to how we're supposed to live right now. So that's one of the, I think that's one of the biggest challenges for me, talaga, is just mainly being stuck at home, talaga. I mean, you know, there are a lot of other things na, ano, na other people are going through and ako, I just have to think about, you know, uh, staying at home and continue to work, mga ganun. But it's really, like, for me as a person, talaga, it's really challenging because um, I'm, really I'm really an extrovert and I really like being around people. So I think that's one of the biggest challenges talaga for me right now. Well, thank you guys for sharing that. I, I super resonated with what you said. I especially know what Marisa said, that, you know, the pandemic itself poses its own mental health challenges. So right now, we're all going through our own mental health challenges. So it's for her being able to really recognize and discuss what she's really feeling in the moment. I guess especially because you don't have that, like, sense of real connection since we're not together physically. And then with Yami, it's also... Really being able to spend time with like, family and loved ones, and you know, being that those are ways that we keep healthy mentally, even even pre-pandemic. Right? It's being able to see the people we love, 
So I'm just curious to um, kind of touch a little bit about uh, coping mechanisms. Um, what was your mental health like, or how did you keep up with your mental health prior to the pandemic? Did you experience any challenges? Um, did you what 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 um, what did you go through pre-pandemic, and how did you overcome that? So I know it's a loaded question, but maybe just like a quick like quickly breeze through like a little bit about your mental health then, you know, in <laughs> in the past like. <laughs> Uh, for me, I think it was ano, um, uh, coping talaga for me. Well, siguro to start with how I realized that I needed help was when you know I was uh, acting different na after this certain situation that happened in my life uh, when I was like grade four, grade five. I started acting um, uh, different. Uh, during high school, college, I was uh, treating people that I feel like I wasn't, I, I shouldn't have been treating them that way. Um, I react to certain situations very, parang irrationally. Um, and then uh, some people around uh, around me in my close circle just kind of like started noticing it also. Um, specifically, my older brother Dax, and then he was the one who really pushed me. To kind of, you know, um, he told me that, you know, it's okay. A lot of people are also going through a lot of things, and it's okay that if you want to seek for help, professional help, and then, uh, so I decided to start um, visiting uh, several doctors, and that was also challenging, you know, to find someone that I could trust, really to talk to and be open and feel like na there was no bias or judgment when. Um, when I would visit that uh, specific person. Um, and then finally, yun nga, I found someone that um, I felt like understood me, a doctor that felt uh, I felt uh, like I was very comfortable to tell my story, to really open up about everything that's been going on in my head, um, the past experiences that I, I went through. And then gave me, started giving me you know, um, some real good advice that I felt like I had no bias with, um, uh, with the position that I was in. So that was really like helpful f- for me, and that was probably one of my, you know, um, uh, coping mechanisms where I found um, a lot of things that helped me get through those bad days or difficult days when I felt like I was really down. Um, I think that's what really started it all. Eh, na parang, um, it was also ab- all, a lot about um, helping myself and understanding what kind of things I should be doing. Uh, to not to not only stay afloat but also become better as a as a person uh, in general. So I think that's one of my you know uh, starting points where I really figured out my coping mechanisms. What about you, Marika? That's nice. Um, I actually just want to bounce off a little bit of what you said um, because we're similar in the sense that we we both had that. Parang the trigger event na, that cathartic event that led us on the journey on our mental health journeys and I too had to go through a process of trial and error with seeing doctors from I think it started with the guidance office in Ateneo um, I sorry just backtracking a little bit um, 
what prompted me to go through that process actually was the fatigue I felt from having to share my um my thoughts, my emotions, especially the heavy ones, with my friends. Um, so after like my whole cathartic event, I shepherd I I sought the help and the guidance and just the the presence of my best friends and um everyone who was close to me at the time. And after a while, it gets a bit repetitive. Um, I don't know if this is something you guys resonate with, but um, when you have this sort of grief um, from a specific event, your grief is just from that event. Um, sometimes there's nothing more to it. It could be very cathartic, like, you know, a death or a loss of someone. And nothing else has to happen. But because it's rooted in this one specific thing, um it i guess it can it can you can feel fatigue and other people can feel other people can feel fatigue as well because you're just repeating you know like let's say i'm sad because this happened and then the next day i'm still sad because it happened and so on so forth for you know who knows how long right so it can get um repetitive and i felt that way and i also didn't want to burden my my friends and my loved ones anymore with um, my emotions and, and everything that I felt because I, I felt like I let it out so much already. Um, so I said, I need professional help. And so you know, and, um, I went on that journey from seeing a guidance counselor who referred me then to a psychologist who said it might be better if I saw a psychiatrist, meaning like um, I could get meds for you know, my official diagnosis. Um, and yeah, it's been that ever since. Um, we can touch on it later, but I did feel, um, I did go through a series of different diagnoses. Um, just long story short, I just thought I was depressed. And um, you touched on this a little bit earlier, Yami, and um, the whole thing about seeking help only when you're depressed, right? Like, it's kind of, it's it's still a foreign concept to constantly seek help, right? even if you have your ups and downs. You only think about um help when you're at your down. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so going back, I just always sought help. And now my coping mechanism, one off is seeing my psychiatrist. Um, because I feel that I understand myself best when he explains it and how he explains it is, you know, there's a chemical imbalance in your body and we need to regulate that with um, medicines because, you know, it's, let's say like cognitive behavioral therapy can only do so much then because if sometimes, if it's just a lack of hormones, for example, chamber like, okay, let's, why, why don't you just try and, you know, put that back um, physiologically. So yeah, um, so similar experience with Yami and um, Shamper, I do have my own coping mechanisms like watching my favorite comfort shows, um, talking to uh, my friends, um, having time for myself um, because that's where I get my energy. I'm an introvert. Um, but yeah, I guess in terms of mental health, it's really been having a constant presence in my life through my psychiatrist um i still haven't really explored talk therapy yet 
but oh, syempre, I'm open to it because like I feel like this whole journey of mental health is very like there's a lot of evolution within that journey so you know I'm I'm here for the ride I guess sorry that makes sense. it was really great thanks to the both of you for sharing that actually there are so many like parallels in your story I think like one of the most powerful things in both your stories that you somebody saw you like somebody recognized that you had that experience so with Marika it was that initial guidance counselor and then with Yami it was his brother I mean it's it was just one just one point of interaction right and they really allowed you to understand that you might need further help like if you can't get that from your friends maybe the guidance office is not enough and that's okay like you, you want to professional you can and you should and I can imagine that that must have been tiring because the both of you shared that you also had to go through um, different um, therapists, right? I mean, it's like it's like dating yep. someone. It's like after a breakup, you have to reintroduce yourself to somebody new before you date. <laughs> that makes God. sense. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> so it it is also emotionally emotionally draining, and I guess just to give everybody some context, I I have known both Marika and Yami since high school. So Marika is actually one of my best friends, and Yami and I have always been acquainted through common friends. So it's interesting to hear these stories from them now because the way that you're telling it, it it's it's interesting. Like I see you in a different light because you know, growing up, you go through like different emotions or different experiences, and, and you all like respond in different ways. You all respond in different ways, right? So those coping mechanisms, I guess I could see it in some ways, like in some of your behaviors, but then in really being able to hear the story, like in now from like a, from an outside perspective sort of thing, it, it allows me to better appreciate um, your stories and who you are today. And I think that's something that a lot of us tend to forget is that, um, you know, we're, we're the sum of our, we're greater than the sum of our parts. Like whoever we are now, it's because of so many experiences or what, at whatever point we are in our life. Right? It's, it's so many things. So, that, that helped me appreciate that even more and appreciate the both of it even more. And I hope that's something that I'll always keep in mind when dealing with other people. But anyway, what I really loved about your stories again is that, yeah, you have an experience of, of being seen and, you know, it really empowered you. So I just wanted to know, um, how did that how did that um, experience of owning your diagnosis allow you to grow? Because it sounds like, I mean, now that you're saying it, it, it seems like it was an easy thing, but I'm sure it wasn't. It was a lot of um, growing pains. But how did that allow you to grow? Because knowing the both of you from before and knowing you again now, it's like you're completely different people. And I mean that in the best. Oh, thank you. Yami, yeah, do you have an answer for this? Uh, you want me to go ahead? Or... Yeah, yeah, do it. Go, go. <laughs> go lag. Oh, sige. Um, sige for me, it's really nice because even when we had our initial Zoom talk uh, two or three weeks ago, there were a lot of things that I realized through just this plain, I don't know, just having this conversation, this open conversation with other people that might be experiencing or resonating with the same um, feelings or experiences. No, not exactly the same experiences, but I mean, um, similar situations where um, we might have felt the same way um, through different experiences, of course. So um, for me, parang being diagnosed with depression and then starting on on meds for a while. No, I was on and off because you're saying it's like it's like a it's like a relationship. Then eh? you really have to become open to this person that you want to talk to and um, know that you're you're safe to to share everything talaga about you. Um, 
when I finally found that person that I was comfortable with that I visited for a good maybe like four months and then yun nga, now I haven't been so active actually um, um, it allowed me to grow because I realized that it's okay to have bad days or it's okay to feel na um, you know something bad might have happened today something I don't like something that might have triggered me again um, but it's a matter of Uh, realizing that you know maybe uh, the following day uh, in the coming days you know there are a lot of things to look forward to so I think that's how it really allowed me to grow um, because yun nga, parang before I would always you know uh, let it linger for a long time weeks maybe even months you know these bad um, situations that I would experience or these bad um, uh, days that I would have you know but Now, after being diagnosed, recognizing it talaga, acknowledging the fact that uh, there is something wrong, um, it also allows me to um, become better the next day, in the coming days. Because yeah, I, can, I know that it'll, ano, it'll pass then eventually. And I just have to understand that uh, it might be just something that I'm feeling right now, but tomorrow will be a better day. Um, cliche, you know, but... Uh, Yun, I think that's how it allowed me to grow talaga. Just really acknowledging the fact that there's something wrong um, is the biggest thing that allowed me to, to grow talaga in, in this kind of journey experience that I'm having. What about you, Marika? Thanks, Yami. That felt so insightful. That's so nice. Like, such self-reflection. Um, for me, it's a bit different. Um... So the first, after the first like cathartic event that led me onto my mental journey, my mental health journey. Um, so I sought a guidance counselor, right? And it didn't work out. It just felt like he was talking to me as a friend and I needed an, um, an objective third party rather than someone who was like a sounding board na parang, oh yeah, yeah, I understand why you're sad. Oh, really? Ganun. I just needed like someone who was more like analytic for some reason. Anyway, and um, I did mention this before the recording, but I'd always known that I had depressive tendencies. And so anyway, fast forward to that time in college where I finally sought professional help. And the first psychologist that I ever saw when she confirmed that I had depression, which was like severe at that time, it was like a load was lifted, like so like a really big load was lifted off of me because it just confirmed. It confirmed what I already knew, what what I already been thinking and just to be able to give that label to what I was experiencing it just felt so liberating because okay I have depression it's not such a scary monster anymore that's just like there like lurking in the corner it's inside of me <laughs> it's it's there I mean I'm more familiar with it now but it has a name Right, you know how, like, with scary things, once once you're familiarized with them, um, you know, like the like Casper the Friendly Ghost. I don't know. I don't have a good example, but once you familiarize yourself 
with something that used to be so scary, it's like, oh, okay, not bad. Like, yeah. So, Yuan, um, personally, I'm still going through like my mental health journey because um, I've actually experienced different diagnoses in the past few years ever since that first time that I started seeing a psychologist. Like, it was um, depression and then... I, I found out I also had um, general anxiety and they kind of, you know, go together also. So that wasn't so bad for me. And then later on, when I wasn't really happy with like my first um, psychiatrist, I found out that I had bipolar disorder, which is just manic depression. But yeah, so anyway, um, for me, like it feels like with all of that evolving, you know, all of those, different diagnoses it just feels like it's a label like all of these diagnoses are labels for what I'm going through and it doesn't feel so permanent to me like I don't really believe in permanent um what's this diagnosis because I feel like you know um sometimes it can be up and down sometimes it can be just down Um, that's just my own personal thinking. Like I'm not trying to discredit like mood disorders or anything. But for me, like um, it does feel sometimes pretty situational. And right now, like my my diagnosis is like bipolar disorder, um, which is yeah, like it's nice to know um, that there's a, a name for what I'm experiencing. Right? It's nice to be able to say I'm feeling this way because this is happening to me I'm feeling this way because this is what um my body is experiencing or my 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 brain is experiencing so for me I feel really empowered um to be able to have all of these diagnoses and know that there's a reason for the way that I'm reacting to things or the way that I'm just acting Um, so yeah, like I feel like it it helps me grow in that sense, like emotional maturity and just being very very self aware and knowing that it's not a scary like um monster that you don't know. It's you know it's something a little bit more familiar, and when it's familiar, it's easier to grasp, and in that way, easier to get over or yeah, like understand. Yeah, that's me. I agree. I, I relate to that. Um, I guess just to share, like, I myself, I was also diagnosed with depression. And when I found out, um, I didn't feel sad. Like, in a way, I actually felt relieved. Like, it's so nice that you can validate my experience by putting a label to it. Like, it makes me understand that, like, now that you tell me all the symptoms of it, I see it in myself. And I see how that manifests in my own life. And it, it kind of helps me like validate my experiences rather than gaslight them and tell, tell myself that like, I'm overreacting, I'm crazy, like none of it is true. So it, it's, uh, I definitely agree with you. But I also think that yes, that diagnosis is not final. And I think with mental health in general, people think that I'm going to be fine, I'm going to be healed, or I'm not, I'm not bad enough for me to see someone. But really, I mean, just like with your physical health, um, your mental health needs constant you know, constant um, care. It needs to be constantly monitored as well. You're never going to reach like a final form or a final state wherein this is it. I never need to watch over it. Because even with your body, right? Like you always have to make sure that you're exercising, that you're eating well because it's so easy to get sick. It's so easy to, to feel weak, to feel fatigued. So so thank you both for sharing that. 
And what I really loved about this both dads that I found so empowering is that it feels like you guys aren't ashamed for, for whatever you were diagnosed with or whatever you want to. You own it. And I'm just curious, um, I guess especially for you, Yang, if you experienced any judgment, both of you, um, with your peers and with your, with your family and friends for your mental health struggles. I mean, I was particularly curious with Yami because um, I guess sometimes being in the Philippines, there's that notion that, you know, men have to be tough, like you shouldn't have to be in touch with your feelings or recognize your feelings. Like it becomes almost like an insult, right? When people say that you're emotional. Yeah. But the conversation is changing now. And I'm just wondering if that made it any more difficult for you, Yami, or even with you, Mark, because people always say like, Nagi inner ka lang. like you're just, you're just overreacting. You have those experiences. Yeah, for me, actually, ano, I, I've been fortunate lang talaga, um, to be honest, that I'm surrounded by people talaga that um, I feel like really care and love me. So whenever topics like this would ever come up, um, they'd be super open to listen to me. No, uh, From family, initially, there was a little bit of pushback um, uh, with what I'm feeling, parang uh, na-invalidate minsan yung feelings ko. Um, but eventually, when I started opening up about it talaga, telling them na, you know, there's something, there's something up, you know, there's, there's, I know, there's something uh, not right right now with, with how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling. Um, eventually, they kind of, ano, they kind of uh, started being more open about it na din. Uh, with friends naman, uh, generally kasi my, my, my closest circle talaga, no? um, they're all really understanding. Uh, I feel like I can trust them a lot with the things that I'm saying, the things that I'm feeling. They know that I can be quite emotional sometimes. Uh, I cry a lot. So they know that and they know um, there are certain things that really trigger me. So fortunately, yun nga, um, I'm surrounded by a lot of people that actually um, uh, I can trust, people that I love, people that I'm uh, open to sharing these things with them. So I never, you know, I never really felt like there was you know, judgment. Um, and also most especially, again, I just want to mention my brother again, most especially my brother. He was really the one who pushed me to... to to be open about it, you know, he would always give me examples. Because our, our talk, my brother and I would always talk about uh, parang basketball, no? Um, the NBA kasi came out with um, uh, these segments where they would talk about mental health talaga. Now, even the toughest people that I look up to, idolize, you know, like um, some of the NBA players nga, are going through... I know um, mental health issues as well. They're they're feeling they have down days also. I mean, because all we see is their you know their their highlights you know in life. But uh, they're people also. They 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 realize na um they help us realize na even if we super idolize these people, um th- there are issues that there are underlying issues in their own personal lives na won't always be seen on TV, when we're watching them play basketball. Yun yung ano, parang I just wanted to share because that's how my brother really uh, connected with me in the sense na he told me talaga, no, it's okay, don't ano, don't feel ashamed about it and don't ano, don't ever think that you would have to hide these kinds of things. It's normal to to feel to feel in general, it's normal to feel certain ways about certain things that happen in your life. Um, and then moving on to what you're saying, um, Georgia was 
that men generally aren't supposed to be talking about these kinds of things. It's not so uh, such an open topic, especially here in the Philippines. You know, that's why I'm under then. Parang I'm thankful then that there are a lot of platforms like this now coming up that are really encouraging people to to speak up, to to be open, don't be embarrassed to to say the things that you feel. Because you know, parang men are also you know, parang uh, feel these kinds of things: uh, depression. Sadness, you know, it's not, I know, parang it shouldn't be something that we should be ashamed about talking about. Because we all go through our different experiences, and I don't think anybody, regardless of their gender, should be, parang, uh, have the feeling of uh, invalidation of what they're feeling because of a certain um, experience or situation that they they have in their life right now. So yeah, I, I've been fortunate lang talaga, I think. Um, I really been I've really been very fortunate um, with my mental health journey because I generally most of the people that around that are around me really wanted to understand, wanted to help me, um, and were really there to listen uh, to the things that I was you know saying, and they weren't just like brushing it off. Na parang nagiinartikal nag ang ayon lang yan dahil lang yan sa nangyari, de ba? Parang I never ano I never really had the Uh, an experience like that uh, recently, no, uh, especially with my family and friends. So yeah, that's so nice. You know, you're right. You are you are very fortunate, and I'm and I'm happy for you that you had that kind of support system. Like they really cultivated that safe space for you. But I think at the same time, like you really owning your experience and sharing that experience, like it also helps cultivate that safe space for others may not have like a solid support system. Like I'm I'm, I'm so glad. Like I'm curious at NBA story. I didn't know. So it's great that the people who do have the platform um to share the story. So so thank you for for sharing your story and opening up the box. Um, what about you, Mark? Did you have any experience of like judgment? Um, even even if girls are the more emotional one, right? Like that's the that's the notion. And girls are so maarte. They have all these feelings. <laughs> you get a lot of judgment. Like more often than not, girls are called crazy, right? If they feel expressive with their emotions, or or even like yun, like inner tell, something that the people use all the time for people who own their mental health. So, have you ever experienced anything like that, whether in family or friends or coworkers? Um. No, no, man. Um, this is not a thing that I would speak to my co-workers about. I don't know. That's just like a side note. Um, but I'm still, you know, regardless, I'm still super open. Um, oversharing at meantime. But I think it's also like what Yami said, the environment that is able to foster such openness. Um, I think that if we didn't have those things, like for example, um, your basketball heroes, for example, just talking about themselves. Like, um, I feel like people would be mo- more closed off. That's why I'm really thankful that right now, um, we're living um, in a in a in a place in a in a time in a time where people are open about it and people know, you know, not to be judgmental of anything that anyone is going through. And yeah, I just wanted to say that that it's nice that I feel like sometimes it's a domino effect to say. Like from my experience, um, I I was super super validated and what's this accepted during college 
like in my in my in my org um everyone was really really open about their mental health it was crazy like i could just be like i'm depressed uh me too <laughs> um not to make it casual or anything but it was it was really nice how um we were all very close to there and so i guess that closeness was able to uh, you know foster that openness and that acceptance like okay yeah that i i know this person's mental health situation because she's open about it and let's say like one person is open about it another person can be like oh my god i'm feeling the exact same way i'm so glad that you spoke up because i didn't know that i wasn't the only one experiencing that so yeah i i i guess i also have that kind of environment that stayed with me also like a lot of those people are so my close friends and um for the family naman um my family has been really supportive but i i come from a small family like we're two siblings lang and we're all very like independent talaga so i kind of get that stubbornness to like um parang take care of my own mental health sometimes like just as an example of my whole mental health journey unlike yami's was because i told myself i need to see a professional like it's not it's just not cutting it to uh, um talk to friends about the same thing over and over again and try to convince my parents that like for example my grades are getting lower because i'm depressed like it's hard it's sometimes it's hard for them to to grasp that right um so yeah but they've been really really supportive especially now that they've experienced you know me for you know like on that deeper level for a few years now so that that helps but i do get moments though like my 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 family's not like traditionally very filipino but there's this one time that um so since i'm bipolar i have meds that i take every day talaga it's like maintenance meds um but my parents sometimes don't understand that and it's like there was this one comment that my mom made um during dinner that i think i was asking about like my meds like i think my my supply was running and i was asking my dad to go get it for me and my mom goes huh i thought you're okay na and i was just like oh my gosh like it was it was such a weird such a bad comment I, when i told her i was like ano ba yan you you've been experiencing my mental health journey beside me this whole time so you you should know by now that like you know sometimes it's not situational like some like you could have gotten over um you know certain trigger events but at the same time like your emotional well-being still needs to be tended to you know it still needs to be taken care of and it's not like um it's not black or white where yun nga parang it's either you're okay or you're not right you know there's there's a huge gray area um for that for mental health so that's something i still need to work on but otherwise um i've gotten nothing but support from family friends and i do feel like that's what allows me to be so empowered and such an oversharer as mentioned because i know that the, at least the people in my circle um will not judge me or if they do at least you know at least i know who's who's 
right for me or who's gonna be there for me or not. So I just, yeah, it just feels nice to be able to speak my truth and not feel hindered by things like, oh my gosh, what will these people think? Or they're gonna judge me. I'm scared to let out that part of me. So I don't have those kinds of blockages in my life, which I'm very thankful for as well. Oh, that's, that's so nice. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you guys got the support that you needed from your friends and from your family. I, I found it so funny, Mom, when you said, sometimes I'll just open up to a friend and say, I'm depressed. And I'm just say, oh, I'm depressed too. Like, what's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, I think um, before, uh, especially generations before, can be so ashamed. They feel like it's a weakness. Whether you're a, a boy or a girl, right? But they, they feel like it's not it's not something that you talk about with other people. You just have to go through it alone. But definitely be able to share that story, encourage others to share their story, and really normalize that. You know, it's okay to go through these things. Like what Lam said, you just you don't have to feel it. You have to go through it, and it's okay. Um, so I'm really glad to hear everything that you guys shared today. It seems like it was such a journey for the both of you. Like you both seem very emotionally intelligent now, and that's that's really so inspiring. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it helps your other friends. <laughs> so and uh, I guess the one thing that I want to end with is that you know being where you are today and with everything that you've gone through, how you've grown and how you've healed. Um, if you could talk to your younger self. Uh, what what do you want to tell them? Um, I don't know. I I feel like if I if I spoke to my younger self, especially my twelve year old self, I think that was around the age where I started really thinking about like I feel like I'm different emotionally, you know, like emotionally reactive in that sense. Um, but I want to I want to tell her like snap out of it. You're fine. Um, in the sense that. Um, it's it it doesn't crush your world when you get the diagnosis or when you finally figure out. Parang I think I'm depressed or I think I'm this and that and anxious or bipolar. Um, yung nga, parang even if I mentioned that those things are just labels, it still makes it yung nga, and it 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 still makes it easy to swallow. Um, when I keep going back to this, but like these these monsters <laughs> that seem so distant and aggressive and scary, once you're able to uh, slap a name onto it and um, familiarize yourself with them, it's not so scary. And it's a part of life. Like as much as we like talking about what makes us different, what makes our our experiences um different. Um, we're still somewhat going through like people are like other people are going through similar things somewhere out there someone is going through the exact same thing as you and it's comforting to know that you're not alone Um, you can be special you can have your own special experiences but it's also comforting to know that it's human It's, it's such a human thing to feel like whatever you're feeling so you know, keep your keep your head up, keep your chin up. Um, you're you haven't gone through the worst yet, um, dear young self. But the best thing is you're gonna get through it, and you're gonna get stronger. So that's so nice to think about. And I hope little me would have known that also. Oh, that's so great, Mark. Thanks for that. What about you, Yam? What did you want to tell your young? Self? 
Oh, wow. First thing, I guess I would really agree with Marika talaga. Parang, you know, these experiences, I would tell myself na parang, these experiences that you're going through uh, will make you who you are and it will eventually make you stronger because you've gone through these things and then eventually once you um, start going through similar experiences again in the future, um, you'll know how to handle it na, diba? So parang that's one thing that I would tell myself. Um, number two, I would probably tell myself is um, uh, be thankful pa rin, uh, for for everything that everything else that I have around me, everybody else that I have around me, all the other experiences that I'm having in my life or there are so many things to be thankful for. Um, although yun nga, there are bad times or bad days, bad situations in your life, uh, there are so many other things that you can look at and be thankful for, be uh, grateful for, um, uh, to turn things around, diba? Parang, um, for me, like, I, I would tell myself na parang, uh, regardless of the family problems that we went through, I still have that, I still have them, I still have a relatively big family that's always there for, for each other, we make sure that we're, we're in contact with each other, we're, we're helping each other go through the things that we're going through, so that's one of the things that I'm really thankful for. I would tell myself na parang, you know, um, so I wasn't just, I wasn't as mature lang kasi before, I guess, to realize those things. Um, and also be thankful for, you know, the life that I'm living. Um, because nga, again, I'll go back to that Quentuhan session that we had three weeks ago. Uh, the initial kind of interview that we had was, um, I was telling you guys na parang, ako feeling ko ngayon, uh, after I realized and acknowledged that I had depression, was, ang sarap mabuhay. Ang sobrang sarap mabuhay. Ang daming bagay na, there are so many things in life that can, ano, can make you happy and then, uh, that can help you get through the bad days, diba? So, yun lang, parang just keep looking forward every day. And, uh, one of the things that really helped me, nga, I was telling you guys about um, Sam Burns, that, the TED Talk that I watched. It was really super short TED Talk, no? Um, Sam Burns is, you know, uh, I wish I was able to watch it earlier as as uh, as a kid. Uh, was one of two things that he mentioned because it was, um, uh, uh, don't, parang, ano, I forgot the exact line, no? but don't feel so bad about uh, things that you can't do because there are so many things that you can do. So, so that's one, no? Parang that's how I look at life now. If there's something that I can't do talaga, I feel like it's not within my power to do it. I, I look at the other things that I have or the other things that I can do. So I would tell myself that. And then second is really to surround myself. Uh, what Sam Burns mentioned also was uh, to surround yourself with people that you actually want to be around. So really filtering. Parang, okay, I mean, like there are times kasi, like, like social media kasi parang it really... Uh, glorifies having so many followers, likes, comments from some so many people that probably don't even care about you. So for me, parang it's really um, making sure that I surround myself. I'll, I'll tell myself, my younger self, na uh, growing up, make sure you filter the people that you actually want to be around. Because recently, ko lang talaga nagawa yon. Um, uh, it was only until Yung recently that I was able to really say to myself and tell myself that um, these are the people that I want to be around, specifically my family and my really close uh, barcada, talaga, my close friends, talaga, that 
um, helped me get through everything that I was going through. You no, know? so probably that's what I would tell my, you know, my my younger self. And last, Tigurus, uh, better days are always gonna come. Um, you'll always have bad days. It's okay to have bad days, and it's okay, talaga, to have bad days because you're not the only one. Um, and there, there, I know it will pass. Then eventually, these these things will eventually pass, and it's just a matter of acknowledging that these things are happening, and then um, uh, just knowing what to do, you know, with these situations, these certain situations, moving forward. So yeah, that's what I would tell my younger self, pretty much. I wish you could both of you could also tell my younger self all of those things. I mean, I love it. Like like I mentioned earlier, um, to those who are listening, that you know, Rick and Yami, for so long since you're in high school, uh, I guess for context, we're in our late 20s already. So I've just never It's really refreshing to, to see how you guys have grown. I mean, I think, yeah, going through um, what you went through um, at such a young age, it's so difficult because you're, you're just really learning to label your emotions, go through complex emotions at that age. But you know what you said was right, Yami, you know, going through what you went through, it makes you who you are. And, you know, I think that's made the goal of you really emotionally intelligent. And I think that helps the others that you surround yourself with also realize your emotions and also become more emotionally intelligent. You know, I think you guys are such prime examples that really owning your story um, changes your life and who you are today and what you guys have today. It's, it's really because of that. So it's, it's so inspiring. And I hope that the people listening are able to be inspired by how you owned your story and how you changed your life. Now, so yeah, that's, that's actually all the time that we have left for today. But again, I really just want to thank you both. Thank you for being open, sharing your story, and helping us cultivate. So thanks, Mar, and thanks, Yami. Thanks for joining us. Thank thanks you. for having me. Appreciate it. And I, know, I really I just wanted to add, I really appreciate that you guys have this platform just to encourage more people to get to become more open. Um talk about what they're feeling and it's okay to to be open guys it's super okay yeah likewise um like i said earlier sometimes it's just a domino effect you just need one person to say something that you catch you listen and you're like hey i'm feeling the exact same way and you know it 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 will lead to you being more open and maybe discovering yourself a little bit better so yeah, I hope we're able to help you do that. And we're super thankful that we're able to get this kind of platform to, uh, you know, um, air, not air things out, but, you know, share our experience that maybe, uh, you know, maybe something someone else is going through. So hopefully, you know, if someone hears this, like, you're not alone. And definitely. Yeah, it, it gets so much better once you're able to uh, acknowledge it. That's true. So, so thank you for that, for, for sharing that, allowing people to acknowledge it, and really, you know, sharing your story so people can resonate with it and feel normal about themselves. Yeah. So again, thanks, guys. Uh, this has been your safe space for you to talk about real stories, uh, real people, and absolutely. Thank you for listening. And-